Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an October 18th, Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. I'm flying solo tonight uh, here on the podcast. Uh, my co-host, Dane Carbaugh, with the night off. Uh, still wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we get uh, you guys, the, the content that we say we deliver, your team every day here on the Locked On Blazers podcast and all over the Locked On Podcast Network. You know, we're going fast and, you know, I think part of that is is making sure that we deliver for you guys, and so make sure that we have fresh conversations um, on the Trailblazers. And uh, yeah, I think we'll have a few of those today. Um, I, I'll, I'll say that um, I know that the uh, Lamarcus Aldridge rumors have been uh, going around, and they've been crazy. And uh, I think the Schadenfreude, or however you say that word, where you you're finding joy in the pain or in the the struggle of someone else is is funny. Um, and it, it can't lie, it, it is pretty funny uh, how this situation is going down. It's got to be funny for Blazers fans. Um, I'm ex- really stoked to talk t- to Dane about this, um, just because uh, just to get his reaction. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy how all these uh, Aldridge rumors have suddenly all of a sudden come and they've connected. You know, it started with Zach Lowe uh, predicting that LaMarcus Aldridge would maybe be uh, potentially his name would maybe come up in talks in his predictions column. And then Jackie McMullen was really the um, person who throw, threw the gasoline onto the uh, brush fire to the smoke and, and, you know, created the rumor that has kind of. Uh, capped up the whole day and i know that um this is a blazers podcast and lamarcus aldridge no longer plays for the blazers but um i know that blazer fans also like their history and i know that lamarcus aldridge was here for a long time and uh you know him leaving uh hurt uh for a lot of people so um i i, I think it's just uh you know something uh that needed to be addressed uh about you know, today's podcast, having a podcast today, it's not the central issue that I wanted to talk about um, because something I think uh, more interesting and more pertinent to, I think, the Blazers situation, um, it happened, or, you know, came out today. Not to say that what happens with the Spurs because the Spurs are in the West isn't pertinent to the Blazers. I think, uh, you know, Depending on who they get back, you know, if it's a rebuilding trade or something like that and and the Spurs say, you know, they're punting the season, you know, that really opens the door for the Blazers to really be in the conversation 
in the late in the Western Conference playoffs. Not to say that I don't think not to say that they wouldn't be able to challenge San Antonio as is, which I think they could. But not having LaMarcus Aldridge makes it probably easier um, just because the Blazers don't really have a lot of guys that could have guarded him and Kawhi Leonard at the same time. Um, You know, they don't have a lot of those guys. So, um, you know, it would be a big deal in that respect if Aldridge were to get moved in relation to this current Blazers team. But, you know. Uh, he's also, you know, was part of the a really good stretch here for the franchise, um, kind of was part of like the rebuilding uh, era for the Blazers team. So I thought it was kind of important to touch on, um, you know, uh, the news with him that kind of blew up today. Um, and, you know, we covered it on Blazers Edge um, and, uh, you know, there's been uh, some reporting on it from Jabari Young, who used to cover the Blazers here uh, in Portland for uh, Comcast Sportsnet, uh, who covers the Spurs down for the uh, San Antonio Express News. And um, uh, he did some reporting on it as well, uh, saying that, you know, sources had told him that uh, a trade, that the Spurs might be open to the idea of trading Aldridge for the right deal. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. It suddenly it went from, uh, you know, just a prediction that Zach Lowe threw out there um, to, um you know, a full-fledged thing a week before the season. So, um, yeah, I, I figured, you know, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, make it through this podcast without talking about that. But um, the thing I wanted to talk about today is the GM survey, uh, the annual GM survey that is conducted by NBA.com's John Schumann came out today, which is always a sign that the season is here, um, that we are about to, you know, see things, you know, it's, the, it's taking the temperature of the league. It's the 30 GMs in the league, uh, you know, taking the temperature and, you know, seeing, uh, and, and, you know, just getting, seeing what their opinion is of, you know, the players around the league, what might happen, hot button issues that may be, uh, you know, things that the league needs to look at. Um, but, you know, b- before we get to that, uh, I wanted to talk about SeatGeek because SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. And I've got friends coming in, you know, probably like you do, you know, this holiday season, and uh, you know, they, they want to come check out a game, and the, the first place that I'm going is I'm going to my phone, and I'm pulling up the SeatGeek app, and it's the first place that I go when I'm looking for tickets to go to a game or a concert. Uh, Kanye is is tomorrow uh, in Seattle, uh, so if, you, if you're looking for that, SeatGeek is the place to get it. Uh, I just used it the other day, and it, it's great, and it does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites. It's kind of like Kayak.com, but for sports and concert tickets, it gives you it grades deals on a 1 to 100 scale using your deal score. 100 being the best deals, 1 being the worst. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code, and then enter promo code LOBLAZERS. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. Welcome back to the show. Yes, the GM survey 
the thing that I wanted to talk about on today's podcast, um, I think one of the more interesting things that comes out, um, you know, from the collective media every year, I think it's, um, you know, probably my favorite thing that NBA.com does. Um, not to say that they don't do good stuff. Obviously, you know, they had the starters and, uh, you know, lots of other good writers, David Aldridge. But um, the GM survey is, is the cream of the crop when it comes to information and, you know, really getting a calculus or, you know, really just not a calculus, a temperature, excuse me, um, for what the league thinks, what it's thinking about and, you know, uh, how good all these people think these people are going to be. You know, these are things that you can point to, you know, if say, you know, you know, someone it doesn't end up as good as you think, or a team ends up flaming out and you wonder how, you know, how could that be? And, you know, this is a good way to, you know, show it's like, hey, you know, it's not just, um, you know, the media that think a certain way, you know, all these people that are involved in the league that are involved in the decision making in the league, you know, have strong opinions. And um, this is one of the few ways that we get to know that as a general public um, is this anonymous GM survey that the NBA, that NBA.com does uh, via John Schumann. And uh, the Blazers, um, you know, for the most part, did not um, really get a whole lot of love, nor did they get a whole lot of hate. Uh, I think the conclusion from the survey um, that one could make uh, is one that is pretty easy to make before the survey, and that is the Blazers are going to be pretty good, um, but uh, no one would go much further than that. Uh, they Blazers are actually projected to finish fifth in the West behind the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, and then the Utah Jazz were sh- you know just right behind the Blazers. And, um, you know... W- they didn't really get a whole lot of individual awards when it comes to players on their team. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard weren't considered for either of the point guard or shooting guard, you know, best of, uh, you know, uh, ranking things, questions that they had on the, the survey, excuse me. And, uh, neither were mentioned in the conversation for best pure shooter either. Um, you know, um, I guess, you know, it, it's all a matter of perception of what you deem uh, someone being a pure shooter. Uh, there's lots of Devin Booker love um, on the GM survey. Uh, I think a lot of people um, are, I think that the Devin Booker hype train is, is really hot as if you watch the Blazers preseason game against the Suns a couple of weeks ago, uh, you can totally understand and totally get behind because Devin Booker is a monster and is going to kill it this year. And, uh, I'm taking the over on the Suns. It's at 26.5, I believe. So uh, I'm taking the over on that for sure. Uh, I think doesn't mean that they're going to be um, like the Blazers last year where they're winning 40-plus games, but I think, uh, you know, somewhere above the uh, their over-under is, is definitely feasible uh, just because they, you know, they've got Booker, who's a great young up-and-comer. It looks like Alex Lenz kind of shook off, you know, the injuries maybe a little bit, uh, you know, and and they've got Tyson Chandler there still. Um, but, the, you know, the guards obviously is where, where, where they're really good and uh, Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe and Knight coming off the bench this year because Booker is so good. So uh, Booker got a lot of love on the, the survey. He was uh, voted the player most likely to have a breakout uh, season. 
uh, by a pretty wide margin by the GMs. But uh, Blazers offseason moves uh, not getting a whole lot of love either, um, which I think is interesting. Um, I think the price tag has a lot to do uh, with that opinion from GMs. Um, you know, I think, you know, the price tag is important. I think anybody who runs a business, obviously, you know, or is involved in business or actually just, you know, works in the economy has to deal with budgets. And, you know, the salary cap is a, is a thing that the, the NBA teams have to deal with. It's not as much as an issue of an issue now as it was, you know, back when the lockout happened and back when, you know, all the teams were crying poverty. Um, it's a very different uh, situation now. But um, so maybe, you you know, one could argue, you know, I may argue that, you know, price tags maybe aren't what they used to be, uh, especially um, when given that the Blazers only had cap room for one more season. But none of their moves really received any recognition. Last season, Alfaruka Minu received votes for uh, most underrated player acquisition. Um, but, you know, they got him pretty cheap and, uh, Evan Turner did not come cheap. Vesta Sazili kind of, you know, obviously the reporting has been that he does not have good knees and um, he's kind of was damaged goods on the free agent market, so to speak, in terms of his knees. Although he is making some progress, Mac. Uh, Joe Freeman from the Oregonian reported that uh, Vesta Sazili uh, did participate in practice. We can talk about that in a little bit um, and, you know, what I think about what that means. But um, neither Azili nor Turner got recognition as an underrated player acquisition. I think the price has a lot to do with Turner and then Azili, the, the injury, makes it makes a whole lot of sense. But, you know, um, maybe uh, – you know, maybe they will be uh, proven wrong. Who knows? Um, uh, but uh, Evan Turner, the GMs uh, either did not think it was that, you know, that great of a move in the sense that it was underrated. Maybe they think it's properly rated. That question is is also tough. And uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe not the best to put too much into it, but uh, no Blazers came up on the uh, most underrated acquisition list. And to me, it read like, a, you know, who was a good, um, maybe under the radar and, uh, you know, the Blazers, frankly, are pretty much on the radar because they're a good team. So um, a lot of the moves that they make probably were things that people saw coming. But um, Blazers head coach Terry Stotts received votes for who runs the league's best offense. Uh, that um, probably not a surprise. The Blazers played great. And uh, that probably also played a part in the fact that the Blazers were one of three teams that received votes for um, the team that is the most fun to watch. Uh, the Golden State Warriors ran away with that category, but the Blazers and the Los Angeles Clippers were the only ones, only other teams that received votes in the league. Uh, and David Vanterpool, Blazers assistant, and the uh, the Damian Lillard whisperer, uh, the guard whisperer, uh, I guess, uh, because, you know, he, he's always working out with uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, uh, was received votes for the NBA's best assistant coach. C.J. McCollum received votes for the player most likely to have a breakout season, the uh, category that Devin Booker ran away with a year after he won or a season after he won the NBA's most improved player award. So that I thought was pretty interesting. And the Blazers... Uh, last mentioned on the GM survey was that they finished sixth in the league when it came to the best home court advantage, uh, receiving votes from 3.3% of the league's GMs. Um, you know, it, the, the Blazers, you know, they're not on anybody's radar. 
You know, like, I mean, I just said that they are on the, you know, they're on the radar in terms of transactions and people know that they're good. But it seems like when it comes to people talking about, you know, the cream of the crop, the best in the league, um, it's evident that the Blazers are not there uh, in the the greater opinion of the league. They still manage to be a pretty good team. Um, I think they will be a very solid team. uh, But it's just, uh, you know, very interesting to see the, um, you know, in, in that format, uh, see how the league uh, sees the Blazers. Uh, we mentioned Festus Azili getting back out onto the court. Uh, he made his return on Monday uh, in practice with the Blazers. He uh, played some four-on-four in half-court situations. Was not, um, you know, not... Uh, not that eventful. Uh, Joe Freeman reported that he did some uh, full court conditioning drills, but uh, there was no actual full court play for Azili. He did block Damian Lillard's shot. Uh, you can read, you know, all about this in in Joe's report uh, for Oregon Live. But uh, Festus Azili seems to be making some progress. Uh, however, you know there is no update officially uh, on the timetable uh, for Festus Azili. Uh, so. That just basically means that uh, he has as much time as he needs, which is exactly how I think the Blazers should approach this. I think they're in a great position in that they don't have to, they don't need another big man. You know, Myers Leonard has been dealing with some back issues, but he should be fine. Um, You know, you look at the rest of the roster, Ed Davis is solid, Mason Plumlee's solid. Uh, Noah Vonley, his play in the preseason has been pretty good. So that's four guys already. <clears throat> excuse me. That um, four guy, four guys already that can play center, and uh, then you have Steamsmo, which which makes five. And so you don't need you know you don't need the guy who you know if Steamsmo makes the team, which I didn't think was at all a possibility, um, but just by the odds is, is, is of greater possibility now. They don't need to rush Azili back. And, you know, in the context of an indefinite rehabilitation, you know, something that may be deemed a setback when you have a set timetable is just kind of just part of the process. And you can just think of it in this big, you know, in this, you know, more wide way, this more wide lens view of it. And so I totally see why the Blazers are doing this. So, um, but I don't think there's any urgency on the Blazers. It's clear that there's really no like urgency to get him back, nor should there be. Um, they really don't need him until the end of the season and in the playoffs. So um, the Azili news is encouraging that he's out there doing basketball activities in a group setting. Um, that he's not just you know putting up shots or not just you know running on the court and doing things with an assistant, whatever you know. And granted, it was only half court and. Um, the NBA is a, is a full court game, but the the fact that he's back already, you know, it's been it's it's been almost two months now since his um, the injection that he received on his knee, um, the orthovisc and the bone marrow aspirate concentrate, uh, the injection that's supposed to you know help the function of the knee um, and, and help promote healing, um, and he was supposed to be out six weeks for that, but. Um, he's already approaching two months. So uh, the the fact that, you know, putting a timetable is clearly not going to help the situation. So uh, I see why the Blazers did that. I would not expect Azili to play until like 
Christmas, you know, like maybe Christmas, maybe January. And then you just make sure that he stays in shape and ready uh, when you need him for either, you know, big games against or certain matchups or, you know, maybe you're having trouble on defense in the pick and roll one night and you just need to throw Azili out there. I can totally see that being a Stotts move this season just with the depth of this team. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect Azili until Christmas or January around there. You know, it seems like he's made his first steps, but I, I think he's a pretty a long way off, you know, a long way off, I think, from uh, really making an impact on this team. I think, you know, he definitely has the skill set to make an impact on this team. But um, I think the Blazers are right to take their time. They should take their time. They are taking their time. So um, the Blazers um, seems like doing smart things with Fetzes Azili, and um, Azili is making some progress towards uh, being back on the court. The Blazers play tomorrow night in Utah uh, against the Jazz uh, in the second matchup of the preseason against the Utah Jazz. They beat the Jazz in the first preseason game. The Jazz will be without Gordon Hayward. Um, and I think the uh, the word is, the reports are, that the the Blazers are going to play their guys. You know, they may play them. Uh, they're, I think they're going to try and ramp up their minutes um, here towards the end of the preseason to kind of help their conditioning. But, um, you know, we'll see. You know, they, they may just decide that, um, you know, guys are in shape and, um, maybe let some other guys that may not play during the regular season uh, get some more minutes out there. So, um, and in a, a lesser uh, Blazers news, uh, former Blazer Luis Montero signed with the Miami Heat today. Um, they, uh, you know, they're still in training camp. Um, so uh, it remains to be seen whether he's going to make the final roster. There's a chance they could send him to the D-League. It's obvious that they like him and they want him involved with their team in some way. But um, whether he makes the final roster uh, is, um, you know, uh, something that, uh, you know, remains to be seen. But Montero's getting another chance. um, And um, we'll see if if he can take advantage of it with the Miami Heat. So uh, Luis Montero getting a shot um, down in Miami. So... Um, that's it for, for, for us today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, uh, with Dane Carbaugh, uh, for, for another, uh, episode after the Blazers preseason game against Utah. See if we learn anything. Uh, it seems like the rotation is pretty set. Um, at least as far as the starters are concerned, but we'll see if, if we see any new wrinkles or, uh, any other things that maybe Stotts is trying out that he wants to see, uh, before the season the preseason wraps up. Excuse me. We are almost to the regular season. That is a week from tonight. Uh, so uh, very excited for that. Going to be there opening night. Very excited. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll catch you back tomorrow night for another edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, TuneIn FM, uh, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. And we will catch you on Wednesday.
Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.